In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. For a harvest season, I worked on an organic farm in northern Indiana. My husband and I went to help a close friend plant and harvest his land during the summer and fall seasons. We went because we had this idealistic vision of working with our hands, of living remotely and off the land, of doing sustainable work. Before I went to the farm, I had this vision in my head, this picture of me wearing sundresses and bandanas, strolling through wildflower fields, eating delicious homegrown food, sitting around bonfires with a sleeping cat in my lap, sipping on sun tea, swinging a hammock, you know, with Joni Mitchell playing in the background. When we got to the farm, I realized this work was somewhat different than the work I had envisioned for my time there. For starters, we were gardening two acres of vegetables organically without machinery or electric tools. Two acres may not sound like a whole lot, but when you are literally doing all the work with your hands, it's a lot. To water the garden, we carried heavy buckets to and from the fields multiple times a day, depending on how much it had rained and depending on which plants needed more water. Instead of pesticides, we took care of the bugs ourselves, and when those alien-looking tomato worms were found on the vining tomato plants, we would delicately pluck their long, plump, lime-green bodies off the vine, place them in a large bucket, and drown them. <laughs> to my horror, my friend actually had taken to stomping them to death just to make it quick. We would spend hours in the hot sun picking herbs and veggies, and when something had been left to rot, we cleaned it up, we pulled up all the aggressive reeds, weeds that would sprout incessantly day in and day out. And if we weren't doing any of those things, we were washing and packaging the veggies and herbs to sell at market on Saturday. And if things began to go bad, we came up with some pretty strange recipes in order to not let anything go to waste. And if all that was taken care of, then we were turning the steamy compost beds or working on the farm's buildings, their roofs and doors and floors, or we were burying a stray cat that had been killed by a passing car or coyote. We literally buried five cats in the short time that I was there. One day in particular, though, stands out to me. It was about halfway through our time there when I was working with my friend digging rows of sweet potatoes. In order to do this particular job, my friend would take a pitchfork and strike the ground, turning it and loosening it, all while not trying not to cut and bruise the sweet potatoes that lay just beneath the soil. And I, sitting on the ground, would dig into the earth with my bare hands in order to find the potatoes and pull them from their root system. No gloves would stay on my hands for this job. Worms crawled through my fingers and on my pant legs. I was not wearing a sundress. While I worked diligently to pull out sweet potatoes and place them in buckets along the row. My friend loosened the ground and I dug. 
he struck the ground and I dug. And time passed by. But we didn't pay attention to the time because the time didn't matter. We were just digging sweet potatoes. Sometimes when we got a big one, we cheered, yay. And when my friend would accidentally pierce one with a fork, we'd lament, ah, bummer. But most of the time, we remained quiet, just digging diligently into the ground in this rhythm, pulling out the fruits of our labor. I call this a sweet potato moment. And it's a snapshot of what the rest of my time felt like to do this work on the farm. Beneath the discursive and idealistic talk about organic farming, beneath that academic and theoretical ideas that I had in my head about why I was doing this work, beneath all that chatter of what time is it and what's next, there was just us digging sweet potatoes in the present moment and in the beauty of discovering the potato in the satisfaction of compiling our fruits. Pretty quickly after digging those sweet potatoes, I began to lean further into this way of being on the farm. I went into the work, whatever it might have been, without as much of the narrative and judgment on my mind and was able to just be present to myself and the tasks at hand. Our time on the farm was hard and very different than I had imagined. There was way less Joni Mitchell hammock swinging in sundresses and a lot more dirt and sweat. It was way hotter with more cat funerals and bugs than I had imagined. But it was also better than I imagined. The idealistic picture I had in my mind was replaced by something more real and more true, with more depth and gratitude, way more gratitude than I could have imagined. And I can't help but think of this time on the farm during our spring season now when I hear today's gospel passage. You have already been cleansed by the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. This morning we are being given yet another description of what our discipleship looks like. Again, we are being called to abide in Jesus, abide in the unconditional love of God made known to us in Jesus. This passage again articulates for us what God is doing in our lives as the vine grower of the garden. And through Jesus, we are called into a discipleship of tending the garden as well. Through Jesus, we are brought into a relationship with God that makes us helping hands on God's farm. We are the willing, helping hands, tending God's farm and growing the kingdom. We're being invited to walk with Jesus, to bear the fruit of God's unconditional love and share it with this broken and scared world. And it might sound like an idealistic picture of what it means to follow Jesus, but we all know 
this fruit bearing and sharing work can be really challenging. Like farming, the changing weather, the bugs, the health of the helping hands and their relationship with the land all matter when it comes to abiding in Jesus, tending the garden and bearing fruit. Like farming, our discipleship calls us to begin again every day, adjusting to the seasons, the plants themselves, the amount of sunlight, and to the animals that wander through the garden. As followers of Jesus, we're always adjusting ourselves to bear and share fruit in a world where death and new life are all happening right next to each other. Like the farm's compost piles breaking down next to the blooming zinnias and budding basil. This discipleship road that we are on can be tiring and it can be messy. But we also know that this fruit bearing and sharing work is deeply beautiful, deeply real, and deeply profound. Abide in me as I abide in you. In this discipleship work, we can also have those sweet potato moments. Those moments when we dig into the soil of our life with Christ and dip below the noise beneath the judgmental voices in our heads and find God's abiding love and presence meeting us right there, unfolding right in front of us. In following Jesus and bearing and sharing this fruit of God's unconditional love, we are also invited to get below the narrative, to get below the busyness and the schedules, the worries and the fears, and just be present with what is real and holy. Just be present with our God who loves us deeply in whom we abide. Be present with our God who already abides in us. On the farm, it was hard to take a day off. I mean, it wasn't hard to take a day off, but there was a lot of work piling up when we took a day off. But we did. We took a day off. We took off Sundays. This was our Sabbath, our day of rest. The garden was growing and things needed tending, but Sunday we just stopped. It was our time to read and reflect, our time to hear poetry and share a meal, our time to walk the land around us with no agenda and no to-do lists. It was a time of worship, a time of prayer to give thanks for our lives and the abundance in God's creation, kind of like today, here, this morning, right now. We come here to rest, renew, and begin again. If Sabbath was all we had done on the farm, I could have avoided a lot of dirt, sweat, and bugs, but I would have also missed that sweet potato moment. I would have missed the opportunity to dip below the chaos and the exhaustion and just be present in gratitude for my body and my hands that were doing the work of digging in the ground and pulling up fruit. What we do in here on Sunday cannot be mistaken for the work of tending the garden. What we do here on Sunday morning or any time of worship is the work of Sabbath rest 
Our liturgy is meant to renew us in our relationship with God through worship and prayer, meant to remind us that we are not alone in this work we do as disciples, meant to remind us of the work Jesus did and the work we are all called to do out there in the world. And if our discipleship remains contained to Sunday, Sabbath, we won't really be doing the work of bearing and sharing fruit out in the world, and we might miss the chance to have a sweet potato moment. We're called to be the helping hands on God's farm to follow and abide in Jesus. We are called to bear and share the fruits of God's love with others out there. We are called to even, even invited to have those sweet potato moments where we get down in the dirt, harvest fruit, and meet God. Today is our Sabbath, our time to rest, to pray, and worship. Worship our God who loves us unconditionally, to remind ourselves that Jesus abides in us and we in him. And we do this so that we can go out in the world tomorrow and the rest of the week to do the hard and beautiful work of tending God's garden. The work of bearing and sharing the fruits of God's unconditional love with this broken and scared world. Amen. <laughs>